Welcome to Steelcast. The spread of the coronavirus has affected families, businesses and societies across the globe. The steel industry has no immunity from that. Now they say calm seas don't make skillful sailors, so maybe all the troubles the steel industry has had over recent years should have prepared us better than most. My name is Tim Rutter and each week I'll be speaking to some of those people responsible for navigating us through some of the most turbulent waters any of us have ever seen. Now for those podcast listeners who may not know the steel industry as well as others, steel is a multifaceted product. Different plants make different products for different markets. In times such as these, that is an important distinction, as I'm sure will become clear when we speak to today's guest on Steelcast. Our guest today is works manager for Trostra's Tata Seals Trostra plant in Llanatli in West Wales, a plant with one of the longest histories in the world of steel. In the 19th century, Llanatli was known as Tinopolis due to the area's significant role in producing tin. It's now the sole UK producer of tin-plated steels for the packaging industry. So joining us today on Steelcast is Trostra's works manager, Joe Gallagher. Joe, a very warm welcome to you. Now, the steel packaging business is quite unique in the steel industry, and it tends to be counter-cyclical. In good times, people, I guess, are happy to spend money on fresh food and going out to restaurants. But in difficult times, people are stocking up on, on canned food. And, uh, you know, we've seen recently all the shelves in the supermarkets are bare of cans. So I guess while the rest of the steel industry is kind of hunkering down, you guys in Trostra must be flying. Uh, Joe, how's it going down there? Hi, good morning, Tim. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's flying is, is, is the right word, flying out the door. Um, customers are uh, pulling harder than ever, harder than I can ever remember. Um, and, uh, you know, that's right across the food sector. Uh, and also, interestingly enough, for the, for the listeners uh, across the baking tray sector as well, we supply into that market and uh, people just cannot get enough of it. Uh, a, a very, very niche product, we, some uh, non-packaging material we make, some of that's actually going into face masks. That's something that I've actually only learned in the last week or two as we uh, reviewed, uh, you know, our, our focus being on food, um, food market, etc. But some, uh, some niche products are, are actually helping in the, the battle uh, in, in, in ways that we, didn't they necessarily understand. And there must be interesting dynamics even within your sector in that, you know, with restaurants closing, I'm guessing the demand for sort of catering size cans uh, might be less. Uh, and, and what about stuff like drinks cans? Is that going up or down? Well, our, our customers um, supply into all of those and they, they swap their, uh, their activities and their lines proportionally as required. It's very cyclical anyway because the crop season um, you'll, yeah. see, you'll see other uh, surges due to, for example, big sporting events, World Cup events, etc. Uh, that they lead the market. Uh, but at the moment, uh, yeah, it's uh, absolutely going into the uh, the home uh, food food supply. And as you mentioned at the the head of the uh, the interview, the, um, the, the we, we all exactly uh, have seen the, the supermarkets, and and every every one of our listeners will have. Uh, cupboards full of uh, <laughs> tin cans that that material came from Trosser. Yeah, and I think it's not just baked beans, Joe, it's beer as well. I think people are drinking their way through this uh, crisis as well, aren't they? Well, I wouldn't know. I couldn't <laughs> but I guess the, you know, on the, on the you know, great news that the plant is really busy in, in this key sector and that we're supporting, you know, the nation in terms of feeding it uh, with, with canned food and so forth. But you have the challenge in Trostra that your workforce are as vulnerable to catching the virus and self-isolating as everybody else. And so you must be 
uh, struggling with with manning uh, and keeping the lines running with people you know having temperatures or self-isolating how, how are you managing to keep up the demand when you your workforce is a bit uh, affected as well well it's a, it's a bit of a, a, a cliche but um, we, we talk about our trostra you will hear, hear, hear people using that expression uh, we've invested quite heavily in SOE uh, in the last year 18 months um, and, and actually we're seeing the the impact of that now the, the response to people has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's been humbling. Um, example after example of people being frightened, uh, for sure, uh, but people recognising that they've got a big responsibility to, to, to the outside world and a big responsibility for trust as well. P people clearly see that this is a strategic uh, time for trust. Uh, it will change people's perception about can making in the UK. We are the only can maker in the UK. Mm. Uh, we want to be here in 25 years' time. People are conscious of that. But the, yeah, people are frightened, but they've been very, very innovative uh, about how we manage that risk uh, ve and, and very, very supportive. We've got mm. people out on the production lines at the moment that have basically come from technical customer service, uh, shift uh, shift management teams, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, as, Again, I try to avoid cliches, but it is literally all uh, all hands to the pump, men and women. Yeah, and that flexibility uh, is is fantastic and critical in times like this. And you mentioned SOE there, sustainable operational excellence, as as as, uh, as it is called, and that is very much uh, you know in the last sort of twelve months in the steel industry in the UK that has become embedded in our teams, and you know it's a way where the the teams have, you know, much more open, fact-based decision making. Has that made a big difference to to how the teams are feeling in the workplace as well? Then, well, I think uh, we've always had excellent management processes. Um, uh, as a senior leader, I have to look myself in the mirror and say, quite often our leadership skills didn't match up to the management processes, and therefore they weren't effectively deployed. SOE has retaught me uh, the lessons I've learned over decades that, that, that it's about people. Uh, our people literally are the best resource we've got. Create the environment, uh, show them a bit of respect, clear leadership, uh, and they'll generally beat expectations. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're absolutely doing that hands down. They have been doing it since we moved into SOE sort of uh, mm -hmm. approach. Uh, and that, that's really coming out in spades now. Incredible. Yeah, good. Now, Joe, in the last day or so, it's come out in the press about the furloughing of employees and, uh, you know, around 1,300 employees across the UK in Tata Steel have been furloughed, you know, so they are, they are off work. They're not expected to work for, for potentially the next two months. Now, you know, when your plant is so busy, uh, has anyone in Trostra been uh, affected by that? Are there parts which aren't busy and you can you can let them go and get some government support or are you just taking everyone you can to, to work on the lines? Well, there's um, not there's no part that's not busy, but mm. uh, yes, we have had to respond. We're exceeding annual plan uh, uh, targets at the moment, uh, and, and certainly in demand. We've been helped by a very good hot roll coil supply and precision, and we've been helped by a full order load. That 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 makes the plant run better. It's it's worth pointing that out. Uh, but yeah, we've furloughed, and the first wave is uh, something like uh, forty people for us. Yeah. Uh, Given that we're going to be fully loaded, uh, you know, all the way through Q one, two, three, the, the, there's not going to be a second wave. That that's that's it. I, have, I do have to say uh, the professionalism, uh, people being furloughed, has again been very very humbling. 
that their initial response was, okay, I'm going to sit down and do a handover list so that uh, whoever is uh, left behind uh, is picking up this critical stuff. And uh, that, you know, 30 seconds into a, a telephone conversation, that's what the conversation turns to, that yeah. people uh, sit and doing that. Incredible. Yeah. It is very impressive. And I think uh, across the patch, I think uh, it has been noted how well people have uh, managed that, you know, taken that quite difficult um, position in some instances. And, uh, you know, again, it, it's all about our people making the difference. And our challenge, I guess, going forward is to make sure those people remain in touch uh, with the organisation and keep well informed about the changes and so they're ready to hit the ground running when they come back. Now, Joe, just moving on to another point, if the demand occurs to me if the demand for canned food is so great and the demand in some other sectors like automotive is falling away so dramatically you know within the industry you know what's the what's the feasibility of switching you know products from you know lines from one product to another so could you change a bev can line to a food can line within trostra or or, or can you turn a galvanizing line into a tin plate line to pick up this demand is that is that feasible in the short term or are you saying look you know maybe permanently but you're not going to do it for the sake of 12 weeks yeah, uh, uh, not not in the, the time scale we're talking about. Uh, that that's no uh, that's no feasible. Um, what what is happening? Um, the the collaboration uh, between Port Talbot and Trostra at a variety of levels is uh, is very very high. I regularly speak to Mark and uh, Mark Davis and uh, and Martin, uh, and, and literally the, the debate ranges from uh, exchange of people to moving uh, PPE around, etc. Uh, so. The response I've had, anything I've asked for, any help I've asked for, the response for the Port Talbot team has always been instant and uh, very, very empathetic. So that that puts us in a great place for the, the rebound as well. Yeah, because it's a shame in some ways, you know, without wishing to make capital out of a terrible situation, you know, people say make hay while the sun shines. And I guess, you know, we want to make as much of your products as we can. And I know you've got other plants across Europe. I guess they are similarly well filled. So, you know, how are you maximising your output at the moment, Joe? Well, as I say, the, the order the order book being uh, full uh, and the hot oak oil supply being good, the uh, the scheduling teams can schedule uh, with that in mind that we are um, we're in a good place in terms of uh, net uh, advances in the rears. So we're not letting customers down. That means that we can schedule the plant uh, uh, in the best way possible. Um, and then, of course, there's got to go through 14 production units, uh, which have got to be continually maintained and operated. So, mm. um, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a synchronised through chain operation. The warehouse, um, I'll, I'll take a second to mention the warehouse, yeah. uh, the, of, the often uh, unloved and forgotten part of our organisation. Um, I mentioned that the 31st of March had been our best activity day uh, of the year. We'd saved it for the best. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we, we, we rapidly followed that up by uh, the 1st of April being better and being significantly better. Wow. Uh, so I'd, I'd, given that it was uh, April the 1st, I did have to check the data when uh, <laughs> one of my shift colleagues gave me a prod and asked, <laughs> I hadn't mentioned it, but I uh, was absolutely right. We'd followed up the best uh, best of the, the last year with uh, an even better performance. Wow. It's very impressive, isn't it? And uh, I guess the rest of the company should be very grateful for all the efforts you guys are making to keep your end up. And uh, I guess the other question people might be asking is saying, look, everyone's been out, you know, hoarding in the supermarkets, filling their cupboards, as you as you mentioned, you know, everyone's sitting at home with three weeks of, of, of food supply. 
you know, has that bow wave now gone, do you think? Do you think you'll get back to some level of normality? Or can you see this um, increased demand for, for steel packaging materials going further into the year? You mentioned, you know, order books for Q1, Q2, Q3. How long, how long will this boom, if you want, last for your sector? Well, we're seeing at the moment some uh, uh, noise in the European suppliers in terms of not being able to maintain operations. It's a bit staccato. Some of them have been off trying to get back on, et cetera, et cetera. So that so the, the supply uh, is currently disrupted. Um, and I think people's behaviour, people's uh, instincts and behaviour to stay well stocked up will, will remain for some time. Mm. Um, certainly mine will. Um, and I think that, that's true. We're also seeing some significant uh, moves in the US where uh, key key uh, industry bodies in the US are calling for the the, the tariffs to, to be to be removed uh, because they want, okay. they want supply uh, European UK supply in the USA. Mm. So yeah, it's uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a nice pressure for uh, for for this <laughs> year ahead, as it were. Yeah, and I think it's inc incredibly encouraging, uh, you know, for the for the for the rest of the uh, Tata Steel employees and industry to to hear such a good news story and see so much enthusiasm and uh, positivity coming from Trostra. You know, delighted that uh, you're full to the gunnels and uh, delighted to hear about you know all their people, all your people putting their shoulders to the wheel. And I think it's a, it's a real fillip for us all. And uh, you know, I'm very conscious, Joe. You've got a plan to run, um, so I'm very grateful for the time you shared with us today. And uh, personally, I wish everyone in Trostra good luck and good health over the coming months uh, and beyond um, uh, really very grateful for you joining us today yeah just a final thank you from me Tim to Port Talbot it's uh, we can only uh, we can only carry on uh, given you know because of what they're doing they're, they're doing a phenomenal job at the moment and uh, very very grateful for that very very conscious of how hard the uh, customer services even our contractor teams etc um, I, I can't I literally can't name them all but the uh, uh, you know the, the the effort right through the chain uh, and right across the board. Uh, our day teams working from home, our people furloughed, our shift teams uh, in a stressful, frightened position. Um, yeah, I, I could go on and on, but I won't. I won't bore the listeners. But uh, they, I think they understand where I'm coming from. Yes, indeed, Joe. Thanks very much for your time. Thank, thank you very much, Tim. So we've learned today that the story of steel is far from straightforward in times like these. While some plants struggle for orders, others can't make enough. Uh, great to hear the news from Trostra about uh, their order books being full and people putting their shoulders to the wheel. If you're enjoying these podcasts, why not subscribe to Steelcasts on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Speak to you again soon.